I mean, he's been putting in work for so long. Putting in a lot of work. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Putting in Work, episode 90 of the interview podcast on the 8-Bit Collective. We are powered by Audio Technica, and we've got Ryan Dingle, a.k.a. Chinglish, on the show today. Before we get to Chinglish, PAX Australia starts tomorrow. I'll be in Melbourne as of today. If you're coming, I hope you'll say hello. It's going to be a great time. A lot of 8-bit content to come out of this. I've got six or seven interviews myself, which you'll be hearing in podcast form over the next couple of months. Great personalities for me to catch up with. It's going to be awesome. There's also the Before You Go Live panel. So if you are going to be at PAX on Saturday, 3.30, myself, Matt from Audio Technica, Brendan from The Hungry Gamers, and of course, we've also got Mia, a series of blurs, Twitch streamer, we're going to be talking about everything you need to know, all the do's and don'ts of recording, video, audio, setups. Anyone interested in podcasting or streaming should come along to that for a good time. So please say hello. I also said last week we had a big announcement coming this week. Sam Kingma has joined 8-Bit as our video editor. He's going to be doing some snazzy content for us over on the YouTube. We are 8-Bit. There's a NBA 2K video up there now with myself and the Hungry Gamers going toe-to-toe. Hilarious stuff. Go check that out. And of course... The rest of the awesome video content from the 8-Bit Collective. Now this week we have Chinglish. He's a streamer, a huge streamer. He's got a lot of accolades over the years. He mainly streams World of Warcraft. And he's been doing this for six years, which is about as long as Twitch has been around. So he's built up a huge following over that time. He's full-time. He does like 60 or 70 hours a week of gaming. And it was really interesting to kind of dig into how this is the hardest job he's ever had when he's worked in security, he's worked in finance. He's done a lot of stuff, but streaming video games is somehow the hardest work of all those things but obviously there's a community side to it there's a lot of fun involved but his story of how he got there is really interesting particularly around those early days of twitch streaming and how much has changed over that time i've been wanting to talk to chinglish for quite a while first saw him at i think pax last year he was all over the event because twitch had quite a big presence there so it was just great to finally talk to him to hear his story of how he got here and built a really awesome community over on Twitch, but also a bit of an insight behind the curtain of, uh, I guess, the mental health side of it, some of the pressures and stresses that face these people who are on camera for like a third of their week sometimes. So crazy stuff. Here he is. It's Chinglish. Enjoy the show. Ryan, thank you for joining me. How's things? Good. Good. Thank you. Do you prefer Chinglish or Ryan? Like, what's the, the personal way to approach you? Um, I'm easy. Either way, yeah. either way is fine. Whatever's easy for you. Sure. We might start by maybe explaining the origin of that uh, handle. Where'd that come from? Uh, Chinglish? Uh, for me, it was... Uh, I, I moved uh, to Canada a while ago, um, and where I sort of grew up in, in Western Sydney, uh, there was five Australian kids in my entire high school. So I went to, to school in Cabramatta many, many years ago. And uh, in my high school, there was like five white kids total in the entire school. I was lucky I was classed as one of the Islander kids because mm-hmm. those five white kids got beat up all the time. So all right. <laughs> I'm lucky for them. But uh, yeah, it was it was, it was was a bit weird because like majority of our friends growing up were, were Asian, right? We had a lot of Chinese, Korean, Thai kids and stuff like that. There a lot of Vietnamese kids uh, being Cabramatta. And uh, for me, it was like you obviously pick up on accents and stuff like that a lot, like ownage pranks or, or something along those lines. And being in Western Sydney, like everyone can do accents, right? If you grow up with heaps of Lebanese friends, you grow up with heaps of Asian friends, everyone can do everyone's accents. Uh, and it's same, you know, vice versa for the Aussies. Hmm. And uh, when I moved overseas, uh, you know, if I did an Asian accent, people went crazy. They're like, oh my God, how do you do that? And I was like, oh, everyone can do it back home, right? It's It's 
it's just how it is, right? You grow up in such a multicultural place in Western Sydney, um, and it's just the norm, right? Um, but when I moved overseas, people like freaked out about it, and I was in a pretty well-known World of Warcraft guild, uh, and we used to like play, and if we were versing other teams and we were winning by a, a huge margin, everyone would always be like, do the accent, do the accent, and then I would you know, talk in a, in a funny accent. Uh, and then it sort of steamrolled from there. I got asked to start streaming and stuff, and people wanted me to do the accent. I don't really do it too much these days, but that's sort of how I got well-known, I guess. Yeah, right. I guess you have to be sensitive these days. Some people probably wouldn't appreciate it too much. I never do it in like a... like I, I've always tried to make like a very clear difference between me doing an accent and like saying offensive things while I'm doing an accent. Sure. You know what I mean? A lot like the Onage Pranks guy, right? He's not doing... He's doing like a skit prank call, but during that skit prank call, he's not like saying offensive things and, and blatantly saying things that are, you know, stereotypes, crossing yeah. a line type thing. Exactly right. Yeah. So I, I stay away from that type of thing. And it's more just me doing an accent and talking. And, and you know, for anyone that I've had people in the past sort of, you know, say, Oh, how can you how can you do that? Or do you think that anyone's ever going to get offended? And I say, look, I, I grew up in such a multicultural area in Sydney. If anyone was to truly get offended, like, go and be an Aussie yeah. in, in those areas and see if anyone says anything to you. It's a, you know, it definitely it's it's all. About, I think Aussies are pretty known for doing the bants and stuff like that, and uh, it definitely sure. works both ways. It's not like none of my Asian mates ever take the piss out of me for having an accent, an Australian accent either, right? So mm. it's, um, I always try and stay away from those stereotypes, but again, I'm just, you know, it's just having a laugh and being a character type thing, so. Sure. So we'll probably dig back into the the history, some of those things you've mentioned already, but as far as where you are now, what do you describe your job, for lack of better terms? It is a job, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I stream 60 to 70 hours a week. This is Man. this is a job. Yeah. I, I, get, I guess entertainer is what you have to put on, or, or, or I think some places that you have to get classed as talent. But uh, mm. no, like normally it's just classed as like entertainment is what i is it depends on what style of streaming you do right if you do a if you're like a professional gamer that plays for a professional org and you're pro at a game it's a little bit different compared to someone that's trying to do more of an entertaining style stream like if you're a pro player you, you might get thousands of viewers for people just to watch you play right if you're someone like shroud i'm sure most people have heard of shroud he's literally the most disgusting player you'll ever see because the guy can pick up a game and be the best at it in the world close to anyway within minutes right the guy if you watch him play an fps game it's disgusting he's so good right. at every game that he plays so there's someone like that who people are going to watch it doesn't matter if he talks to the chat once every half an hour people are going to watch him because he's so good for someone like me i'm 33 this week so for me i'm i'm a dinosaur right in the in the gaming world um there's maybe a handful of pros that are that are over the age of 30 and so for me it's more of i have to try and be entertaining rather than being you know a really good player was there a time where you kind of felt like you had to have a certain level of skill to to make it as a streamer or was it always kind of personality driven for me i've been streaming six years so even when I started streaming, which I mean, in hindsight, that's a long time for someone to be streaming, and it was sort of how long Twitch has been around. But mm. that, like, I started pretty old, right? If I was like a nineteen-year-old kid, twenty-year-old kid getting into streaming, it'd be a little bit different. But I was already like quite old when I first started streaming, so mm. definitely was never a. I tried, like, I raid at high level and I do some PvP and stuff like that. 
uh, which is player versus player in WoW. But I'm not. I'm definitely not out here trying to join some professional org as like a pro player. No, no way. Yeah, I guess it's not so much about the reflexes and that kind of thing in, in WoW, is it? Um, it, it is in in terms of like PvP and raiding, because especially if you're doing like high end raiding, you have to have like super fast reaction time to, to to sort of react to the mechanics that are happening. But it's definitely nowhere compared to something like I don't know, can Counter Strike at a professional level or or anything like that. Sure, cool. So let's go backtrack a little and early days of of Chinglish growing up and. I guess like the the first thing I know about you is things that I've heard from Salim talking about hanging around you at the arcades <laughs> when he was just this little kid hey, and little rat little rat Sam <laughs> and uh, watching watching you play games in in the arcade like time zone oh yeah we had like a there was like a, an Asian version I, I don't know what the the name right. was but we had like a like an arcade there yeah so yeah let's go back to those days and uh, I guess from there your progression into professional gaming I guess. That's, that's a pretty broad question. Is there what do you mean by like my my progression from there? I just, we just all played at like an arcade and, and internet cafes, right? We didn't really have much else to do back then. A lot of us didn't have like I don't think any of the boys back then had you know crazy money or had like super rich parents or anything like that. So for us, it was you know what do you want to do today after school? What do you want to do after work? And we just go to an internet cafe and everyone would play there and it'd be like two dollars an hour. You know what I mean? Didn't really matter what you sort of life you came from. Majority of the guys would have like two dollars an hour, or you know, if if one of the guys didn't have money one day, someone would you know get two hours for one of the guys or something like that. So it wasn't like a expensive place for us to go, and it was a good place for him to hang out. So Parramatta wasn't the best area back then. So <laughs> it was uh, it was good. It was good. It was, it was definitely times that I miss because we would just all go to internet cafes and all hang out, right? And it was much simpler times, I guess. Mm. And what was it over? Because you said you didn't start streaming until six years ago. So up until that age, what were you doing professionally? I've worked a few few different jobs uh, in my in my time, but um, I went to university for superannuation finance. I used to work for a company called AAS and I uh, worked in the death and disability department. So they uh, sent me mostly by correspondence to UNSW. So. I uh, worked a suit and tie job every day. This is before I got my face and hands and neck tattooed and stuff like that. Mm, I was going to say, you would not uh, <laughs> You would have looked quite different back then. But uh, yeah, I did that for about a year and a half and, and I decided that wasn't the life for me. They wanted me to be a business analyst and it was crazy money first year and everything like that. But uh, yeah, it definitely wasn't, definitely wasn't the life I wanted to live. Um, working six days a week and being in a suit and tie just wasn't really my my thing and I was very unhappy but I, I was a chef apprentice for a few years I worked in retail for for years I was a games coordinator at JB Hi-Fi system manager at EB Games I've worked plenty plenty of different things in, in my life but uh, uh mostly what I what I wanted to do before I started streaming my dream job was to be a youth worker so I wanted to work with like troubled teenagers and stuff a lot like Salim um so I wanted to work with 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 kids and and look after them and stuff like that and work with troubled teenagers but uh, I ended up after not doing the uh, the suit and tie job in, in superannuation finance, I uh, started working security and I made quite good money working security and that was what I did until I moved to Canada. Right. And when did gaming come up as a viable option? Like not even that you were making a career out of it, but something that you thought, hmm, let's see where this goes. Uh, pretty much when I moved to Canada, I, uh, I, I was in Canada and I already played in one of the 
sort of best PvP uh, player versus player guilds in the world. And uh, we had guys like Swifty and a guy called Bajira and a few other people. And there was a guy that pretty much like transferred over to the guild to play with us all. And for me, at this point, I'd never even heard... I've heard of YouTube, obviously, but I'd never heard of Twitch before. Um, and this is sort of only when it just transitioned from Justin TV. And uh, for me, I, I as same as Brendan, we, we grew up around a lot of bands and we grew up touring with a lot of bands and, and being friends with a lot of some of the bigger metal and hardcore bands in the world. So for me, if I met like a YouTuber, I met like a streamer, I really didn't care, right? Um, right. I wasn't like, oh my God, it's this streamer. And so back then when, when a guy named Soda transferred over to Darksphere, everyone wanted to play with him and we played in the same guild and everyone was like, oh my God, it's Soda, it's Soda, it's Soda. And then we met each other and I was like, dude, I'm going to be honest, I have no idea who you are and I, I don't <laughs> I don't really care. And I, I didn't mean it in like an offensive way and we sort of hit it off because of that because most people were like, let me play with you, let me play with you. And I was like, dude, I, I don't give a shit type thing. So for us, it really, really helped our friendship. And then, you know, six years down the track, we still continue to be good friends, but it all sort of started from there. And then we started playing together and then uh, and me and a, a lot of other streamers started playing together. Um and then a few people sort of asked me to, to stream and, and have a go at streaming. And uh, and that was pretty much it, just sort of steamroll from there. Back then, there wasn't an insane amount of streamers. So it was very different compared to what streaming is like now. For, for now, with streaming, it's so oversaturated and there's so many full-time streamers that it's. It, if I had to start again streaming now, I think it would be impossible to get noticed. Mm. It would be a very, very, very hard thing to do. Um and for me, I was I was working in security uh, in Canada at the time, and uh, I was working in an area called Scotia Square, which is in Nova Scotia, and, and uh, in a in a place called Halifax. And Scotia Square is seen as like one of the worst areas in Canada. Um, it, it has like a lot of shootings and stuff like that, and people go, oh, "Canada has shootings," and it's like, <laughs> people get quite surprised. But uh, I actually got hurt really badly when I was working there. I got I got like bottled, and someone tried to glass me in the face and stuff. And uh, when that happened, there was a the, the, the sort of the thing that not many people know about me streaming full time is there was an old guy, an old Korean guy that owned a shop uh, in in that area in Canada. That I looked after because I had to look after the area that was known as like the bad area, which was like six streets and then three buildings, and then they had one guard for all of that area. And uh, Sam, the old Korean guy that owned the shop, he actually when he found out, I got hurt he knew about the sort of streaming or he knew about the gaming stuff that I was doing. And, uh, he actually gave me $5,000 and said, I don't want you to do security. I want you to try this gaming thing. And, wow. um, and that was sort of the start from, from the very, very start there. He was like, I want you to do this. I think you can do it. You're way too funny to be working security and I don't want to see you get hurt. So shout out to Sam always. That's amazing. He's, uh, he's, uh, yeah. he's like my Korean dad. So <laughs> you keep in touch with him still yeah, yeah still keeping yeah. in contact with him as much as I can so that's awesome so did he see something that you didn't realize yet or were you already on that path of this could be a potential career it, it was an option but I, again I'm not like a young kid right so I've got bills to pay so I, I'm, mm. I'm very realistic with it and the person I was with at the time I would never have put them in that situation of like hey I'm gonna do this you have to work and pay all the bills why I try this but I was very lucky that I got my foot in the door it's what it's what a lot of streamers called pre Amhi. so there was a guy named Amhi uh, who donated to soda uh, he donated about eighty thousand dollars in a month to soda and and after that happened there was 200 new full-time streamers in the world of Warcraft section the very next day so I was oh. I was sort of lucky that I, I got my foot in the door. 
prior to all that because after that everyone was like hey there's there's money in this I'm, uh, hey i'm streaming full-time now come and watch me mm. too you know what i mean so i uh I, I sort of started before that so i was very very lucky type thing so yeah it's pretty amazing to think that without that guy you you might not be where you are but still really cool that that could happen and i, I guess getting in early gave you a bit of a head start and i imagine there are some people that have followed you to this day from back then would there be yeah 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 there's a lot of people that have been sub for like 65 months so it's a long oh. time and that's obviously you know since when i got a sub button sub sub buttons were very different back then um you know i see some people these days complaining about affiliate and stuff and i'm like you guys got no idea like twitch do so much to try and help people out Mm, in my opinion yeah. like back then I, I remember i was averaging 680 viewers concurrent and i applied for a sub button they said no you had to have wow. 750 viewers minimum for a, for a sub button oh, so man. it was uh yeah, even 680 didn't cut it it had to be 750 concurrent for the month so yeah it was uh crazy. Time, times are rough <laughs> it's it's funny because like when you say six years it doesn't sound like that long but in the world of twitch like i guess <laughs> it's a, a lifetime isn't it twitch has changed a lot in six years yeah it's a it's yeah. a it's a very 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 different thing these days uh it's 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 a very it's much harder to get into now and uh, i truly mean that if i if i had to start again now i don't think i'd, I'd make it as a streamer it's there is so many streamers that are insanely talented that just get no, like hardly any viewers. Like I, I know so many streamers that are way funnier than I am, way better at games, consistent, extremely funny, very good on camera, very good, very comfortable in their streams, and they average twenty viewers. And it sucks, but it's just the it's just the nature of streaming now. There's so many people yeah. that are doing so many different things. So, and I guess imagine there's a way bigger audience for Twitch as well. It's not in proportion to the amount of people that are using the platform. Well, Twitch is obviously way bigger than what it was back then, right? Like, there's way more people viewing Twitch in the last six years than what there was, you know, six years ago. We're talking tens of millions of more people. But there was a, an interesting stat from a couple of weeks ago that there was it was like late on a Saturday night, um, but for the first time I think ever, there was more people streaming than there were viewing twitch again it's wow. a very late early i think it was like a very early saturday morning or something like that but that sort of puts it in perspective of how many people are trying to stream as opposed to how many people are trying to to view twitch right um normally there's a lot more people viewing but it's sort of I, I think for me it put it in perspective of how many people are really trying now to stream whether it be on a casual or, or a full-time basis so so let's go back again and you've got that five thousand dollar seed money i suppose you could call it uh, an investment and what did you do from there and how did you kind of get to the point where you know you could pay the bills from from twitch uh i just streamed streamed my ass off every every single day i, I was you know committed like the, luckily the person i was with at the time was very understanding and they and they you know really wanted me to give it a shot as well i uh, started streaming 50 60 70 hours a week 10 hours a day seven days a week and then just really try to build a community um i was very lucky that i i, I sort of got a lot of viewers playing with soda and stuff like that i'll never never be you know not honest about that that definitely helped me um in the very early days and back then you know he was one of the biggest people on twitch he was averaging at the time he was probably averaging like three to five thousand viewers a day which back then was like unheard of um mm -hmm. so i would get trickled down a lot of viewers from that and especially when we played together uh and times are very different back then a lot of the streamers we all played together like every single day now when you've got like soda these days is averaging like 25 to thirty thousand viewers it's very hard 
for everyone to play together, right? Everyone's very, very busy and there's a lot going on in their streams and stuff. So back then, like, we could just play together and have Skype open on stream. No one would get DDoSed or anything like that. We would just just play and it was it was much much simpler so these days you would like if you wanted to stream you'd have to come in with like a game plan and what you're going to do back then it was literally just as simple as turn your stream on see if it worked if it pans out that i can pay my bills i can and it did and that it's yeah. i know i know it's like a crap answer but it's like that's literally <laughs> just what it was back then we would just turn our streams on and if it worked it worked if it didn't it didn't that's rad and like just from knowing Brendan, your I guess he's your manager, and talking to him about some of your work, it seems like you've got to the point now where there's so much invested in what you're doing. And I've heard other streamers talk about this too. So even if it's not true for you, you might be able to talk about others. But if you take a day off from streaming, the loss of potential income is is significant that you kind of have to put in a certain amount of hours a week. And that's why you're doing, is it 60 or 70 hours a week? Yeah, it's it's very, streaming is, is that's why I sort of laugh whenever people say like, is streaming a job or or anything like yeah. that? I've, I've, worked, <laughs> I've worked from being a chef apprentice to like I was a chef apprentice 15 years ago, right? So I earned $3.75 an hour as a first year apprentice back then. And I was working like 60, 70, 90 hours a week uh, at a place called Cronides. They worked us to the bone. And I loved it. You know, I loved it back then. But I've worked construction. I've worked air, loads of different things, right? And streaming is hands down the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Sure, it's not physically demanding, uh, mentally and, and, and sort of mental stress and stuff like that. Streaming is an insane thing um, that I don't think a lot of kids are ready for. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of mental health issues. Uh, a good example is there's a streamer from Korea named Kun Kun, uh, who's a very good friend of mine who I've hung out with multiple times that I've been in Korea. And he played a game that was, was quite big on Twitch. He played a game called Arcage. Um, and then Arcage died. The game died, and he went from averaging 500 viewers a day, getting donations, getting subs, to literally averaging 30 viewers. And he's a young guy who lives in Korea, and Korea is one of the highest suicide rates in the world. And people in the stream saw it. Like, he went from being this happy, super happy kid to literally, like, suicidal on stream, saying that he, he can't take it anymore because he was putting in 50, 60 hours a week. And it wasn't working. Everything that he was trying to do, and people say, why don't you just swap games? But it's not that simple, man. People try and swap games and half their audience doesn't come and, and other people don't like it or they try and do these things. It is it is way more, there's way more mental stress than people realize of, you know, it's me, for example, I stream 60, 70 hours a week. There can be days where I can stream or there can be weeks where I can stream 50 hours and be minus subscribers at the end of the week now of course if right. that happens more often than you gain subscribers then you have to quit right you have to you have to be realistic but a lot of people don't realize if you put so much time into something so much time it's like going to work and say like the other day i streamed for 10 hours and top donator was 10 dollars. now of course that's not what it's about but i also have bills to pay if that's yeah. what it was like every single day imagine going to work for 10 hours and getting paid 10 dollars yeah. You know what I mean? And then imagine taking a day off and you lose literally a portion of your income. So you take one day off and you lose 30, 40 subs. That's that's guaranteed income. You lose that. Imagine if you take two days off because you feel sick and you lose 60 subs. You take a week off because something happens in your life, you lose 100 subs, 200 subs. So it's sure it's, you know, it's you just play video games for a living is what most people say, but it's I promise you try and do it 
and it's not what you think. Because imagine losing legitimately a percentage of your income for taking a normal day off. So why are you losing those subs just for taking a day off? Are people like I just don't quite understand that mentality of, of from people who are supposedly fans of yours. It's what it's it's. I think a lot of people try and overthink the answer to that. And I think it's just simply if you're not on, someone else is. You know what I mean? It's just if if yeah. you're if you take a day off and then their Twitch Prime sub happens to line up on that day or they have, you know, $5 laying around in their card or something, and they just go, this guy's funny that I'm watching today, I'm going to sub to him. Then maybe next month they'll sub to you again. But it's just right. a matter of like, I, I think it's it's not a crazy thought process where it's like some malicious thing that people are doing. I think it's just a matter of, okay, Ching wasn't on today, I'm going to watch this guy, this guy's funny, I'm going to sub to him. Maybe next month they'll resub to him, maybe next month they'll resub to you. Sure, so it's not... Because I'm sitting here thinking you can be subscribed to more than one person, but you're talking about the specific one that allocates their money to you. You know, I always try and put it in perspective because a lot of people say, like, why doesn't everyone sub? It's only $5. But that $5 might be make or break to someone, right? Um, like, I had a guy yesterday who's been subbed for 55 months, and he's like, hey, mate, I can't resubscribe this month. It's really going to affect me. And I said, plain as day to him, I said, look, if 5 bucks is really going to make or break you at the moment, worry about other things. Don't worry about me and my Twitch channel. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's that's just the... I, I guess you've got to try and think about it from a point of view of, like, not everyone's in the same situation on Twitch. And some of the yeah. people could be kids. Some of the kids... Some of them could be, like, older people. There's a lady who subbed to my channel. She actually went in to buy a, a mouse off my brother at JB Hi-Fi because he works in games there. And he asked what it was for, and she said it was for World of Warcraft. And he was like, oh, my, my brother streams on Twitch. And she asked who it was, and she's like, oh, I'm actually a sub. And she's 64 <laughs> years old. Wow. You know that's what I mean? Awesome. So, like... So, it's... Uh, that's so good. If that $5 for her is a, is a decent amount of cash, then so be it, right? So I just want people to be able to enjoy and be able to have fun, right? And hopefully sure. make the, the, the minimum amount to pay my bills at the same time, yeah. right? So so I guess I have to ask with the heaviness that you've talked about and the amount of work that you have to put in, what makes you come back to it? Because like, there must be an aspect where you know you do love playing games and the community and that kind of thing. So does that override all of the stress and the mental health that sometimes it, it pushes? For me personally, like community is obviously a big thing, right? Like I've, I've always tried to make my stream a lot more of like a family than what I have anything else like you know, I've been, I've been streaming a long time now and I really have always tried to focus on having a community that's going to be there for each other. Like I think there's 15 people right now with my logo tattooed on them. Um, and I've had, you know, I've done events all over the world. And in that time, in that, that six years that I've been streaming, I've had people like walk up to me, look me in the eye, shake my hand and say, the stream in the community has helped them through cancer or the loss of a family member or the loss of a, a pet the loss of a best friend, uh, you know, something going on in their lives, a parent's divorce or something like that, right? And for me, that's that's always going to make up for it, no matter how hard it is for me and how much of the stress and stuff like that people don't see on the back end. Experiences and moments like that will always, always make streaming worth it, no matter how hard it is personally, so. Hmm. That's good to know, yeah. What would you say has been the hardest part of getting to the point you're at now? The hardest part? Just yeah. the up and downs, man. It's it's It's... I, I changed my stream hours recently and I went from averaging, you know, a thousand viewers a day easy to there's been times this week where I've had like 300 viewers and I, I literally just swap my, my stream times so I get more night times to myself. Hmm. So it's a very, it's it's a very, very, very like hard industry to just sort of like 
keep positive about it because you can try your hardest and some things don't work. It just simply just don't work. Yeah, I can imagine that there'd be a lot of overanalyzing and thinking about is it because I played this game or is it because I streamed for this long or started at this time? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you try and you try once. It's, it's a very hard thing not to like mess with your own head. It's a very, very, very hard thing to do. So Sure. So what would be your advice? Like you mentioned, you don't know how you'd go about getting into it now, but if, you know, I'm sure that a lot of younger streamers or newer streamers will come up to you quite often and ask, you know, how do I take it to the next step? And, and what do you tell people like that? The thing I say to people all the time is like, I, I, I did a video recently for Method about this. It goes for about half an hour on the uh, the Method channel, which is the, the, the org that I play for. And, um, you know, the, the whole term like leeching or whatever it is, I think is the term that people use these days. But network your ass off, man. Because like, the amount of people that, that I see make it these days because of networking and because of you know, putting their face out there and trying to stream with other people and trying to do events with other people or doing as much as they can to be doing stuff with other streamers that are bigger than them, do it as much as you can and as frequent as you can because it really, it like, the amount of people that aren't doing that and just not really getting anywhere, like, you need to, if you're friends with a streamer, try and use that to your advantage. It's not leeching, it's just in reality you're not going to, for the most part, look at Twitch, you're probably not going to get anywhere without having a sort of foot in the door because it's super important now. It is super, super important to have someone there to try and help you and try and get your foot in the door with a decent viewer base, right? Yeah, I think it goes for any creative industry. You probably see a few people who've got their just based on how amazingly talented they are but then you have a lot of people who they're, they're quite talented but they also have a, a network of friends and community that's supporting them whether it's a band or an artist or you know a, a youtuber or someone like that where they can kind of help each other and the rising tide floats all the boats yeah exactly you really 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 need to and a, a lot of bit like that'll be my downfall of twitch i i'm way too stubborn and all that sort of stuff for me i'd much rather have like a good friendship with with friends on twitch and people that i've been friends with for a long time and if i ever fail streaming or if i ever stop streaming it's because i didn't network enough because i'm too stubborn i just want to be mates <laughs> with people and but i i will tell people to do the complete opposite of what i do yeah well you seem to be doing quite all right <laughs> yeah it's going all right things are doing all right like you're overseas you're going to you know TwitchCon and and BlizzCon and all these events. Nah, no no TwitchCon for me no you, haven't been, you haven't been Nah, too much drama. Uh, I can't. I can't do all these events. It's too, It's like a high school when you go there. People <laughs> just all talking about each other. I can't be bothered. Yeah, you have so, done a, a few overseas trips with uh, streaming and stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, very lucky. I've, I've pretty much got to see the world twice now, so I'm I'm very, very, very blessed when it comes to to streaming and, and being able to do events. So mm. I'm extremely lucky. Sure. And uh, I got to ask: Was the face tattoos like a kind of like? This is so I never have to. I can never go back to to banking or whatever it is. Um, well, I, I never would have. Uh, when I got my hands and when I got my neck and and head and face and stuff done, I made sure that I had a safe career. This is right. years before streaming. <laughs> okay. Um, I I was very happy in working security. You make you know thirty bucks an hour in security. I'm not really too worried so much about money if you're working. You know. 30 40 hours a week at 30 bucks an hour it's not too bad and there's definitely more opportunity to make a lot more money than that work in security and private security mm. and um 
my dream job back then before I even knew what streaming was uh, again was to be a youth worker and, and I've got plenty of mates that work in the, the industry who have more tattoos than I do and being a youth worker you don't make crazy money um, but it's a very rewarding job and it's something that I was willing to do so I made sure that like obviously tattoos aren't a problem in security and then moving forward I made sure that tattoos wouldn't be a problem working in uh, youth work and once they were confirmed that they're not then I did my hands and stuff so yeah that's cool I was just asking because I know Travis Barker the drummer he, he's like completely tatted up and he said that he did it so that he didn't have a choice but to pursue music because no <laughs> one else would have him <laughs> well it definitely panned out working for him though he's, yeah uh, definitely he's worth a bit of money I think oh yeah <laughs> so the last question for you Ryan if you could do anything and no you wouldn't fail what would you do uh probably stream yeah. probably stream. I've, uh, you know take away that doubt yeah well I, you know I, I i complain a lot on stream and stuff and you know there's slow days and i'm definitely a person that's vocal about it when we have slow days but uh, at the end of the day i love streaming and i'm very very lucky to be a streamer so i uh, i definitely do enjoy it so hmm. are there any games you just wish you could play but you know that your audience wouldn't be up for it not so much my audience, but Red Dead Redemption, but it's not coming out on PC for a long time or not coming out on PC, and I hate consoles, so right. <laughs> that's that's definitely my answer. Or actually, no, Lost Ark. There's a game coming out called Lost Ark, or it's been coming out for the last two to three years, four years from Korea, and mm. uh, I really want it to come out. So. so we might see some Red Dead Redemption 2 streams in like six months? Oh, yeah. Well, I think they confirmed it's not coming out, though. I think they I think they confirmed it the other day on Twitter. You so. got to think that there's too much money to make to not do it. You'd think so, right? But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for joining me, Chinglish. It's been fun, and hopefully, I can. I know that you're not coming to PAX, but uh, hopefully, we can catch up at another event in the future. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Audio Technica. If you want to catch Chinglish on Twitter, he is at Chinglish TV. Same handle on Twitch. So, of course, if you've got a sub, go and give him some love. Don't forget to leave an iTunes review or pick up some sweet putting in work merchandise if you want to support the show. You can do all that over at 8bit.net slash P-I-W. That's A-T-E-B-I-T. And of course, come and say hello at PAX Australia. It's going to be a great weekend. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Jono himself. And until next week, keep putting in work. <laughs>